Next on the topic is Stop trying to attract people that you know that you cannot physically pull. If you are not an 8 or a 9, do not try to pull an 8 or a 9. If you know that you're only a 5 and a half, a good 6 on a day that you put yourself together, you equally try to get somebody that's a 6 to a 7. And you're pushing for that 7, okay? Let me tell you something. You're pushing for that 7. Don't, don't think that you're going to get that 7. Episode 20, No Hipsters Pod, your boy Ronce, the founder of NoHipstersAllowed.com. And this week, our co-host is the founder of Vanity, my good friend, Neka Obekwe. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for inviting me, Ronce. Of course, of course. Tell us a little bit about Vanity. Sure. So Vanity is an anti-sexual assault and domestic violence training organization. And I think what really kind of sets us apart from some of the other organizations out there um, is the fact that we really focus on enabling and empowering beauty spaces and beauty professionals to be advocates against sexual assault and domestic violence. Mm. Um, and we do that in a number of ways. Uh, we host events and workshops in beauty spaces. It's meant to be a space that is already inviting to women. It's meant to be in a space where women are constantly frequenting them already, uh, but more importantly, one that already has a, a, a an empowering feel to it, right? We love we love doing our shopping. We love being in those fun and, and beautifully aesthetic places. And so we use that as a way to draw people in and host really dynamic, really engaging, really even controversial workshops that are meant to be informative um, and to help people walking walk away from them, understanding the nuances of interpersonal violence in a different way. Um, and so in, a, in addition to that, you know, we do offer trainings tailored trainings uh, to a number of different types of organizations. We've done high schools, universities, we've even partnered with the U.S. military. So oh, wow. um, I, yeah, and so, you know, we, we really are all about bringing new and engaging content based on the needs of, of, of who it is that we're working with, with the goal of getting people to think in a different way and creating a safe space uh, to learn and to share. All right, since uh, you are an expert in this area, I think the most appropriate first topic will be the Trey Song saga of this past week. Uh, so if you've been on social media, you have seen that there is this IG uh, model. Her name is AJ. Her, her handle is AJ. And uh, she was on the No Jumper podcast, and she was talking about her, you know, her escapades in the, you know, in the circles of famous and powerful men. She talks about, you know, uh, who she's been with. And so she mentioned that she'd been with Trey Songs. I didn't know what was happening. He just did it. He just like, was bitch, like, please stay who? Fuck Trey Songz. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Fuck, fuck him. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he wait, so, wait, how did he surprise pee on you? What? Okay, so, so <laughs> I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I go to the bathroom to wipe the nut off my face, like in between rounds. He follows me in there. He's like, get in the bathtub. I'm like, okay. So I do, and I'm like laying down. And he's standing over me, like jacking off, and he's like, "Put your pussy." I'm like, "Okay." So I do, and then he's like, "Put your tits." So I do, and then he literally just peed on me like that, and I was like, "What the fuck on my eyelashes?" And he's like, "You're fine." Some added context is that she, in the same interview, she talks about having been with seven players on a basketball team. My birthday, my birthday is Memorial Day weekend. Uh -huh. On my birthday, I seen them all at Dre's, like this one team. Okay. She's so shy. It's just so cute, <laughs> baby. Like and I don't know. I was getting fucked in a hotel room. They all pulled up, and I sucked their. But dick. then, like downstairs, the whole team. 
Seven. Seven basketball players in a row? Mm-hmm. How was that? <laughs> I was fucked oh up. God. I didn't fuck any of them, though. She said, what happened to the nuts? Swallowed. All of them. Yeah. And so people are sort of using that as, uh, as uh, you know, making her um, always a willing participant, no matter what happens. And I don't think that that kind of precludes her from, from victimhood. And so I kind of wanted you to, like, for your opinion on the whole situation, but also just kind of speak directly to, you know, the consent aspect of this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so one of our uh, vanity team members keeps me young and is always sending me these posts on Instagram. Um, you know, I, one of the things I thought was interesting first and foremost is that um, I guess when this all came out, they started drawing the connection to Kiki Palmer as well, kind of saying that there's been some patterns established. And I think that just in general, when we're looking at the prevalence of sexual assault, uh, we do find that, um, you know, those who perpetuate violence do tend to be repeat offenders. So um, it's always a red flag. People have made comments about, you know, kind of inappropriate behavior. Um, And I think that in and of itself, um, oftentimes really helps to substantiate claims that are made, right? Like there's a history of, there's a pattern of behavior that's existed long, you know, before this particular person told their story. Um, We should listen and we should, we should, you know, really look to see what, what teeth it has. Um, But yes, so I think it's, I think these conversations are difficult, and and it's right right about now um, we're seeing we're seeing conversations like this also happen more on college campuses too. People who are saying there are things that are there are things that are taking place, and it seemed like she was with it, so what's the big deal, you know? Or she's she has a certain um, right. uh, you know yeah. reputation, so what's you know sounds to right. me like it's just all par for the course, and the fact is that's simply not the case. Um, there's really, first and foremost, nothing that anyone can do to make it okay to be treated outside of the lines of what they felt was appropriate. Um, whether you are someone who chooses to have sex for a living or not, you still have the right to have boundaries um, for yourself and you have the right to have to enforce those sexual boundaries and you have the right to speak up right. when those boundaries are crossed. Um, so no one should be silent simply because of their history or because they have had sex with that person before. If she did not want to be urinated on, right. she did not deserve to be urinated on. Um, and if there are other things that took place, then that shouldn't have happened either. Um, but to speak to that broader question of consent and to your point, you know, again, why, um, why people tend to discredit women um, that, you know, might have a history similar to hers. Um, You know, again, I think to your point, it's just the fact that people don't understand what sexual assault is. Um, And we unfortunately pick and choose who we think is worthy of being listened to, worthy of being believed, worthy of being respected. Um, And oftentimes it is attributed to I mean, everything from race to to sexual orientation um, to lifestyle, all sorts of different things. And that is that's a really dangerous and problematic occurrence. And it is pretty much at the core Mm. of what rape culture is. Wow. And it's funny. So like even after all this happens, uh, his first attempt to clear his name to show um, show screenshots of text messages between them. And all he does is like just. Uh, show us that she calls him the N-word all willy-nilly, and which was just embarrassing, I thought. To be clear, consent is right. 
everyone's right and it right. isn't always communicated verbally. Um, and that is that can also make it really complicated. And I think what it really boils down to is if someone has any concern around it, we got to right. learn to start asking questions. Right. You know, are you so comfortable with this? You know, there right. are people who are okay with that. There are people who are like, whatever, I'm down for whatever. Well, you should find right. out if she's one of those people first. Just, you know, you don't make assumptions of what someone's comfortable with doing based on what you believe about them and what you think that they should have to do. Um, I think I saw some text about, you know, I don't know if it was the same text message, but something about she said she couldn't have yeah. sex, but she could yeah, give him, eat his ass, know, head yeah. or something like that. Um, and I think that, yeah, and, and people look at that and they're like, yeah, see, she's, you know, look at, look at how she's talking. And it's like, okay, so she actually right, laid out right. to you what she's right. willing to do. That's it, you know? So she's willing to, to stop anything right. outside of those parameters, despite how ridiculous right. you think those parameters are. Um, but I do think there's a lot of value to the, I mean, I think, there's two sides. There's the social media and all that stuff that all the, the discourse that happens can be really concerning and problematic. And it unfortunately, you know, when the wrong things are said and there's no compassion, it can unfortunately push a survivor deeper into their experience without feeling as right. though they can come forward and talk about it. Um, and we have to be really careful about not contributing to someone's right. um, trauma by making really really insensitive comments when it comes to, you know, topics of sexual assault. And then on the other hand, I think anytime we, we put it all on the table and we, we just talk it out, um, I think there's always value in discourse around conversations right. that we typically try to keep in the dark. Um, it, there, you know, sometimes that is in, in the um, alternative, sometimes that is actually the catalyst for people to come forward. And some people right. do feel emboldened and empowered when these conversations happen. So, you know, I, I like to hear it. I like to know that people are even talking about it. I like to see people <laughs> trying to cancel Trey. So I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately, um, because, you know, the issues that of, of Trey and all these other guys, they right. existed before Trey got here. And uh, until we stop letting the microaggressive behavior and we stop letting the patterns happen within the entire industry, it'll be very difficult to cancel one person. This past week, uh, Megan hopped on IG Live and confirmed what we kind of already knew, and that's that Tory Lanez shot her. And mm -hmm. uh, she, mm -hmm. uh, for the sec second time, uh, addressed rumors about her, you know, allegedly hitting him, and that's why he shot her. That didn't happen. She said that before, and she's saying it again. But now we have new detail, and she explained that she mm -hmm. was walking out of the car, walking away from the car after they got into an argument, and then he just mm -hmm. shoots her in both feet. And so um, the whole thing is just really mm -hmm. uh, unfortunate that uh, so people were just so willing to question uh, a firsthand account about what happened to a person. And, uh, and I'm not sure what people think she would gain from mm -hmm. lying about an incident that happened. Like, I mean, she's the bigger star. Like, I, there's literally nothing to gain from lying about mm -hmm. this. And so um, it's, it's really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people would assume because he's been so quiet that he feels remorse. But the fact of the matter is that Tory Lanez probably doesn't feel any remorse because number one, she he's allegedly you know putting out fake stories about the incidents. Apparently, all the, the the rumors about her hitting him apparently came from his camp. But also, he was uh, he's seen um, mm. liking a post by former NFL player and abuser himself, Larry Johnson, who had this inane tweet about you know <laughs> women who want guys who are in demon time, yada yada. And, um, you know, the shading posted the tweet, Tori likes it. 
And so it just shows that he clearly isn't in a space of remorse. He p- clearly hasn't done enough introspection for him to even think about liking it, but much so like it and like it for everyone to see. Uh, he, he's, you know, he didn't do that from his burner account. He did it from his actual Tory Lane's verified account. And so, uh, the whole thing is uh, embarrassing. The whole thing is sad. And I was just wondering what she thought about it. <laughs> it's embarrassing and it's sad. <laughs> um, it's a hot mess, basically. Um, you know, gosh, I was I was actually really disappointed about this one. Um, you know, the, the thing is, when you have to cancel people, you have to cancel people. Right. Sometimes their music you listen to. And you're like, dang, Tori, I actually <laughs> just started listening to your music. And it turns out you're a douchebag. Like, and, and I had a feeling because that quarantine radio thing, very much very so. misogynistic, yeah. you know, you know, so not totally surprised. And I think that's, again, where we talk about microaggressions. Wow. What do you look for? And what are red flags? That's a red flag. Some Facts. of the stuff we saw him doing. So we, we, we know, you know, we already had an idea that maybe he didn't have a whole lot of respect for women. Um, that's red flag number one. But yeah, as far as the situation itself, I, I also, I, I also think it's just a very bizarre situation, right? Like, I, I'm not someone who, I guess, follows celebrities enough to even know that they were friends. So I'm like, I was trying to understand the whole thing. I'm like, so y'all was what? Like, so y'all were at a party? Like, okay, so, oh, right. so celebrities, y'all got clicks too, you know? Um, and so then I'm like, I've never heard someone getting shot in the foot. You know, I'm thinking, what was he aiming at the floor? Was he aiming right. at her foot? Just the whole thing is crazy. But it never occurred to me that she would lie about it. Why why he would do it crosses my mind. Why he is, you know, is it insecurity? Is right. he just a right. sociopath, quite frankly? You know, all those things cross my mind. But I think the idea of, I think because it's so bizarre, people... I've noticed when it comes to, you know, violence against women really tend to not believe what they feel like doesn't make sense. Right. Because to them, it has to make sense in their mind. Right. For like it to she, happen. she and must, everyone knows she that's must have true. punched him. First, there are a lot right? of things she that must, happen. Right. right. Yeah. She must have punched him. Right. Like, <laughs> right. why would he just shoot her out of nowhere? <laughs> like what? Because he's crazy. I don't know. You know, it's like, so I think that is uh, honestly where a lot of that is coming from because you know, they're just thinking like, well, it's the foot and right, right. she might, what does she do? Kick him or something? You know, it's like, no, you know? So I, I, I tend to err on the side of like, just mind your business right. and not say anything at all. If for whatever reason you could say right. something that could potentially be harmful. And I think what's even more, you know, something to note is like, Watching Megan Thee Stallion, at this point, she's now right. addressed it like several times. And one of those times she was very emotional. And I always tell people, like, if your opinion has the potential of hurting someone, especially as it relates to their trauma or their traumatic experience, right. just stay out of it. There's really nothing you can lose by minding your own business and letting everything come to light in its own time. If you truly believe something, right. quote unquote, needs to come to light. You know, we can't tell people what to believe and how to believe things, but we can tell people mm. to show compassion and respect um, and learn to just sh- shut up, you know? And so that was really, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I'll tell you my, from a branding perspective and from a woman who supports women, I have learned that I don't try to like dictate people's opinions anymore. 
I try to create safe spaces for people to have one and then have some really logical and like respectful conversations right. to, to get them essentially to agree with me. And so in this case, when I see people, you know, yada, 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 I don't believe her or whatever. I think right. oh, just shut up and let it come out. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's crying on right. the internet. What else do you want from her? I, like it just, I, just, I still it, it really like, bothers me. You know, wrap my mind around what people think she, has to gain from any of this like like what like what will be the point yeah in going through all of this but you know what that that is always the case when someone comes forward to say that they've been assaulted in some way they are oftentimes not believed right so we already know that for whatever reason we tend to call people i've never i never understood it why do you call people a liar when they say they've been assaulted whether it's sexual assault or domestic violence it happens too much and the question is always, what do they have to gain? There, it, there's barely, very rarely anything to gain, even when people believe, because I think, so I'm gonna call something out. You just said she has more money, she's more successful, but that power dynamic is oftentimes what's used right. against people when they don't have right. more money or they're not more successful, right? Even in those cases, most people don't have anything to gain because the shame that's associated with telling the truth and letting people know that you were demeaned in that way is typically worse than the assault itself. And like, if you're gonna come out, that's so brave because you know already that unfortunately in the culture we live in, people are going to try to discredit you and call you a liar. It's very unfortunate. So whenever people make that decision to say something, it's courageous. There's never a reason and there's never anything to gain from telling your truth. But unfortunately, right. we create right. that narrative all the time. And it makes it really hard Ugh. for people to be honest. Brianna Khan, a convention based on activism <laughs> in the name of Brianna Taylor, the young EMT worker who was killed in her home by the Louisville uh, police. Um, there's a convention being organized mm -hmm. by an organization called Until Freedom. And it is an organization uh, uh, led by uh, Tamika Mallory, who is uh, one of the, uh, you know, Twitter uh, activist types, you know, she's part of that class of, you know, internet famous, okay. you know, activists and who are all, you know, possibly maybe <laughs> grifters and mm -hmm. always have questionable associations. <laughs> and yeah, so she's, she has this, uh, you know, this convention is taking place from August 22nd to August 25th in Louisville. Apparently, uh, Tamika Mallory and her team mm -hmm. have actually camped out in, um, in Louisville for the last, um, last a few weeks now um and so now she is essentially uh from what it appears profiting off of Brianna Taylor uh I mean the the event claims to be to be doing uh, you know other things I, let, let me actually just read the press release uh, Until Freedom Today announced final details okay. for its highly anticipated BeyondCon engagement in Louisville. The multi-day event will direct resources, talent, and energy towards achieving justice for Brianna Taylor. This first-of-its-kind community convention will include workshops, trainings, plenaries, women's and men's empowerment programs, a school supplies giveaway, community barbecue, which will be called Bree the Q. Oh, boy. And... Uh, <laughs> revival. <laughs> like, the whole thing is just... I, like, it's, I mean, one of the tweets about this said, does, does Tanika Mallory not have any friends? And I really have to wander myself. But the, I don't even think it's about, like, her not having friends. It's it's really a, just a shamelessness in their pursuit of of fame and money. And they're willing to do it on the 
grave of anyone, you know? And uh, so I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on this. I think it's a little strange. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's tacky. Um, it, I can't really speak to whether or not, you know, right. her intentions are good, right? I wasn't there when the thought came to her. And for all I know, right. she really thinks this idea makes sense. Um, I think there's just so many other ways this can be done too, because really Brianna, you know, Brianna's life has created a much needed discourse around, you know, the way black women in America are treated, ignored, um, you know, how our, our, experiences, our traumas, our, the violence against us are pretty right. much overlooked. And I think that if she really thought she was doing something impactful, like leave Brianna out of it, first of all, like leave her name out of it. And like you said, leave the profit part. But if you want to bring a, a discourse into more of a organized fashion, that would, in, that would really create some level of empowerment and uplift for Black women, you know, you, she, there's so many ways she could have done it. You know, there's right. the political aspects, you know, the, and, and making sure that, um, you know, laws and policies are written in such a way that understands and acknowledges right. the inequities that Black women face. Cool. Why don't we have some sort of some discourse around that? Why don't we get some politicians in one space? I don't know. But to, to me, to do this whole Brianna Con, like you said, it's profiting off of what is essentially right. now more of a hashtag right. than it is justice. Um, it doesn't, it, 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 and I think that even if her intentions are good, she right. knew that that was very right. intentional, which makes it tacky. After a while, the hashtags just start to feel a little detached where it was just, it became too trendy. And so I, yeah. I kind of, you know, we were kind of heading towards this. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't think anyone would be this tacky, as you said. And, um, and the thing about people like Tamika Mallory is I do think that she is useful in some ways. They definitely put a spotlight on a lot of incidents that would otherwise go unreported. But I feel like sometimes that work feels or appears to be secondary to their self-promotion. And that's where my issue is. And yeah. she, you know, she's not alone. It's like a whole bunch of them. You know, it's her, mm -hmm. Sean King, and it's just a variety of other people who yeah. are just, you know, yeah. even oh, you know, yeah. D. Ray McKesson. Like all those people to me strike me as being uh, more driven by personal gain. Winners yeah. and losers, NECA, because you are the guest host, I will let you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So I think, honestly, I was racking my brain on okay. this. I think Issa Rae has to be my winner. She just did a spread. Um, I Ho think it was... Ho Hollywood uh, Reporter? Yes, yes. I just, I don't know. She's just a breath of fresh air to me. Every time I see her, I'm reminded of the, like, strength and versatility of Black women. When I saw it, I was inspired. Mm. I was uplifted. I always just feel like she, she true, and going back to what you just said, she truly right. embodies what she stands for. And to the point where now just simple imagery brings to me, you know, the question of what can right. I be doing more of in this space? So I don't know what it is. I just love Issa. And when I saw her, when I saw her spread, I was like, Issa, girl, <laughs> you can't lose in my book. Um, so she, right. she's my girl. Like she's my friend in my head. She, okay. yeah. I just love her. I think the biggest loser is going to yeah. have to be Tory Lanez for me. Um, of, course, of course. I mean, for the obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, it's I thought you were going to give an explanation, but actually, none. Not, wait, none. 
Oh, okay, okay. None yeah, needed. I mean, exactly. None needed. Mic drop. <laughs> I got a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> so my winner of the week will have to be Kiki Palmer. Um, yeah, first of all, she's just, for, she has, you know, every single job there is. She's hosting the VMAs and, you know, she has this thing and that, yeah. that thing, this gig, that gig. Yeah. But also, I think there's nothing better than being vindicated, um, you know, long after the fact. You know, she did tell us, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, Trey Songs uh, had uh, questionable ways at the time. I think because, uh, you know, there was a, there was a mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it was a, a propensity to trivialize her situation because he didn't really do anything to her. She was just in his music video against her wishes. And that seems like a relatively minor thing, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, if someone has asked you to not do something like that and it's asked, you know, I don't want to be in this video, I've, I've built this brand, you should respect that. And so, um, you know, th- now I mm-hmm. think people are starting to see that maybe there was a bit of uh, truth to what she was saying, and uh, I'm happy for her. Now, my losers, uh, yeah. of course, you know, Tory Lanez, for sure, he's earned, earned his spot. And um, I think, uh, you know, I hope he gets what's coming to him, but we'll see. My second loser will be Tamika Mallory. And I think uh, for a long time, she's kind of set my spidey <laughs> senses off. She's always struck me as someone who was just not really, really as about the cause as she uh, purports herself to be. And hopefully, uh, you know, I'm happy there's a bit of an awakening about her and a lot of the other people who claim that they're you know, doing activist work. And so hopefully um, we get more honest actors and uh, more um, committed people as opposed to people who are just trying to be famous. NECA, thank you so much for stopping by. It was a blast. I hope you come back. Uh, and before we leave, please plug your social media. Yeah, well, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me. Enjoyed, you know, <laughs> pretending I'm young and in the loop with you. Of course. Uh, appreciate that. Um, but yeah, you guys can find Vanity on Instagram. Um, Vanity is spelled V for Victor, A for Apple, N for Nancy, E for Edward, D for Dog, E for Edward, underscore US. Um, and also, I would actually uh, direct you to our website as well, um, same vanity dash us.com we love you to check out our blogs interact with us on there if you're interested also in booking for any events or workshops or collaborations that's also a really great place to reach us um so yeah we'd love to see you on there um and then we're also on um facebook um vanity Uh um, underscore us there as well episode 20 no hipsters pod talk to you next time bye